Get ready. Three, two, one, zero. You are listening to the Fantasy Joe's Podcast. Fantasy Joe's Podcast. Your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Ryan Livergood, Trey Barrett, and Will Greenwood. That's right. We are the Fantasy Joes. We're back. I'm Ryan Livergood, and joining me this evening, as always, are Trey Barrett and Will Greenwood. Hey, guys, what's going on? Trey, how you doing? Dude, I'm doing great. Not the usual Wednesday night recording. Tonight, Thursday night football, playing in the background. Couldn't be more excited to be talking a little Dynasty Fantasy football with you guys as Marcus Mariota just gets sacked. Yeah, we, we, it's been a while. You know, it's, I, I kind of feel like we're slipping into like the Cleveland Browns of Dynasty uh, football podcast because it's, we've gone like, by the time this launches, it'll be like 15, 16 days. Will, what do you think? Are, are people going to be disappointed? What, well, I mean, Jones in for the Joes, right? Everybody needs a bye week, right? And we, just, we just had to take one off. And maybe it's a little extended because uh, there was uh, the, I don't know, some sort of tropical storm in the Midwest. So Ryan and I had to delay a night uh, on our recording for our own safety. The tropical storm. In the so Midwest. happy to be back. It took, and you know, honestly, and for people listening, like we're, we're pretty, I mean, we're pretty brand new at this and it, 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 it was nice to have a week off, but honestly it felt like we took like a month off and I'm excited to get back on it today and just to get, get going again and make it, you know, I feel like re-energized and ready to go and make it a super fun listen again. We are going to make it a super fun listen. We've got a lot to talk about. A lot's happened. Um, a lot happened this week. So what was it? Was it week? It was a week 10. Are we going into week 11? Guys, I've lost track. Is that right? Help me out here. 11. Yes. <laughs> this week goes to 11. <laughs> so we're, we're going into week 11. So week 10. So we're going to, as always, we're going to start off the show by looking at our, um, our fantasy Joe, Joe's uh, moments of the week. So we've got our, our moments and we've got our letdowns and in the moments of the week, we're going to um, honor this guy, Maurice Harris, who had an amazing grab. Who's Maurice Harris? Well, now, you know, but you didn't know who he was before, right? Well, this, this Washington Redskins wide receiver, who the, who the heck is this guy? But he made an amazing grab. It was a real highlight of week 10. And um, there were other highlights as well. So, well, what was your Maurice Harris one-handed snack (laughs) of, Of week I 10. mean, Maurice Harris has already outperformed Terrell Pryor in the year. <laughs> no, but, so my number one thing is actually, so it, it, it was seeing uh, Teddy Bridgewater on the sideline and just his emotion coming back to the game, I thought was a super just like touching moment in football. Really fun to watch. You know, you actually felt like he, he just, somebody to care that much to be back and the fans to appreciate it. Uh, it did lead into kind of a funny moment because I've talked about this with my wife is like, uh, to why NFL players put towels over their faces when they're crying. Cause you know, they're crying like, and there's all cameras everywhere. And I, I know it's like in the moment, that's what they're doing, but everybody does it. And I don't think if I've like, I've cried a few times in my life. Uh, and I don't think I've ever gone and grabbed a towel and put it over my head. I think it's a good strategy though, from now on. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the other part, the other part that I thought was really funny was uh, some team in a redraft league changed your name to hanging by a thread. Uh, Cause they're playing or they, they, you know, they need to win out to make the playoffs. And so I changed my team name to Fiskar scissors. Uh, Cause I thought it was really funny, but now he has Antonio Brown and uh, Ben Roethlisberger and uh, it's, it's going to be a rough week. His odds of making the playoffs have increased dramatically. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. He's got like three threads now, at least <laughs> I got dull rounded Fisker scissors. 
<laughs> so Trey, what about your Maurice Harris one-handed snag of the week? You know, this is actually, it's kind of a, a you know, bittersweet. It, you know, it was a little bit tragic. I don't know if you guys saw um, Maurice Goodwin, um, the long touchdown catch um, yeah, in the on. game for the 49ers. And uh, I didn't find out about it until later. Um, you know, it was really awesome. I saw, you know, there was, he was very emotional and all of his teammates were surrounding him. And, and of course, you know, I learned that he um, and his wife had lost their, uh, or I believe lost a, a newborn basically that morning and um, right. he had played and uh, it was just really great. You know, like just remembering that, um, you know, these, these guys are people just like us and uh, seeing all his teammates gather around him and, and support him. I just thought it was a really special moment there on the field and uh, just kind of a, a neat um, tribute uh, and you, you hate for someone to have to go through that, but it's great to see his uh, team coming around him there. That was, that was awesome. I thought that just was a, a beautiful moment there. That was a beautiful moment. And if you think about it, I mean, I mean, in, in, when people are faced with adversity and tragedy like that, a lot of times they want to try to, you know, especially in that initial stage of shock, they want to just do their job. They want to go out and do their job. So that's not unique, but the fact that that happened on such a public stage and, and that, you know, you saw, you saw that, you saw the, um, just, just all the emotion involved with that and his team there to support him. It was, it was a pretty extremely powerful moment and, and, and really I'm, I'm glad you brought it up, Trey. First touchdown uh, of the year too. That was pretty cool. You know, it's a big play. Yeah. Thrown by the goat quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Iowa product. Yeah. I'll just I'll stop there. No, that's good. That's a good transition because uh, what I'm going to talk about is, is um, you know, less serious, and that's unless you're a, a Dolphins fan, and that's the Carolina Panthers offensive players just steamrolling the Miami Dolphins. Um, I tweeted that I thought the the Finns were going to go in and, and uh, compete in that game and beat the Carolina Panthers, and I was completely mistaken. Carolina only had their what it was that their uh, greatest offensive performance in history in that game, I believe. Uh, but it was good seeing Cam Newton. I, I mean, you you could tell he was, you know, a little rusty starting the year coming off of that injury. But, man, he looked amazing in that game, didn't he? Uh, CMC continued to make plays. You know, Devin Funches is looking like he, he may be um, – I don't, I don't want to overstate it, but definitely fantasy viable, right? So the Carolina Panthers offense, just uh, – you know, that's my Maurice Harris one-handed snag of the week. They looked really good. And they helped me out. They helped me win some matchups. It was a bit, it was big for me. So that was awesome. It was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. Fun, I mean, if I mean, it, like as a, as a like a, a non-participant in rooting for either team, I thought it was fun to watch. Yeah, it was a, it was fun. It was it was a fun game. Fun to see Jake Cutler struggle as a as a as a Bears fan, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, um, so we have a couple. You know, speaking of Jay Cutler, we could call this next segment for our letdown the Jay Cutler prime time letdown of the week. I prefer to call it though, Florida Gator Chaz Green <laughs> letdown of the week. Man, talk about you know nationally televised game. Um, you know, I, I, I was traveling over the weekend. One of the reasons we didn't do the show was I was, I took, went, I, I pulled the Andy Holloway, if you will. And I took the family to Disney, Disney world. And it was coming back. And th- that game was on guys on, on the airport when we were uh, coming back that, uh, we landed in Chicago. So on the monitors, they had, um, Dallas, Atlanta. And I'm not exaggerating. Every time I looked up at the TV, 
I saw Dak Prescott going down. It was a sack. Like every time, like <laughs> going through the terminal, getting to the bags, look up at the TV, like, oh, Dak's going down. That's not good. I started in one of my leagues this week. Then we get there to baggage claim, pick up the bags, let him up on the cart, look up. Dak Prescott taking a sack. I'm not exaggerating. Every time I looked at the TV, sack. So, um, uh, Will, what, what was your uh, Chaz Green letdown of the week? It's not going to be uh, fantasy related, but I've, I've, I basically was went to go work out this weekend because I'm trying to get, get healthy again. And uh, I went around the treadmill and my foot really hurt. And so I went and I did, you know, other things. And uh, I called my, my little brother who managed a running shop and I described him what was going on. He's like, yeah, I'm like 99% sure that that's plantar fasciitis. And I want to know this to be known that I don't know if anybody listens to uh, JJ Zacharyson's podcast that he has and he says about it. He talks about how he had it as well, but I wrote this before I knew that. So I'm not just trying, you know, just trying to copy someone. I actually have a disease known as plantar fasciitis. <laughs> and, and to relate that, it's what kept Peyton Manning you know, out of a Super Bowl year. So it's, it's a really tough guy kind of injury. It's not because I gained some weight and am less athletic than I used to be. It's definitely because I'm super tough. Uh, the other part was uh, Iowa losing to Wisconsin as an Iowa fan. It was boring to watch. Sorry about that loss. Uh, that's, that's tough. Yeah. Hopefully Wisconsin makes the college football playoff now, though. I still am rooting for them. Big Ten. Yeah, the, the, it'll be interesting. We're not a college football, um, you know, podcast, but but it's 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 really that last week of college football it really changed the landscape of of the the playoff. It's it's going to be really intriguing to watch. I would have taken um, the trade out for Notre Dame to lose. Last thing, about college football done. Yeah. <laughs> and I think one of the things we'll do as a as a preview, and I haven't talked about this with the other Joes, is I, when we get close to those college bowl games. You know, I think we're going to talk about, you know, guys to watch. You know, if you're thinking ahead to your rookie drafts, like what bowl games should you watch and, and what performances should you look for? So, uh, Trey, what about you? What was your uh, Florida Gator, Chaz Green, let down of the week? Well, I'm not even going to talk about the Florida Gators. There's some significant letdowns happening in Gainesville this year in the college football arena. But um, Kelly's on so- the way. Don't worry, Trey. Well, man, I'm not even going to – I'm going to pour myself another bourbon on that one. A little more, a little more angels envy to the rescue. Um, so I, this isn't going to come as a surprise to either of you gentlemen or any of the, you know, fantasy addict support group that we participate in on GroupMe. Um, but I'm a huge Tyrod Taylor fan. Um, as a fantasy quarterback, as an NFL quarterback, so it's a big letdown for the week for me is seeing Tyrod benched. Um, you know, I, I think it's an unfortunate situation. It, it's kind of funny because in the grand scheme of things, I think it end up, could end up being a good thing for Tyrod. We'll uh, talk about him later in the show, but um, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that they're benching him basically, you know, packing it in. I guess they want to see what they've got. Nathan Peterman, which I can't blame him. Um, Tyrod is, almost guaranteed at this point to be moving on to another team next year. And uh, so, but it, it's just disappointing. It also guarantees that I'm going to lose a water bet that I had with uh, the fantasy addict support group where I was uh, pretty much identifying that Tyrod would finish as a quarterback one this year. And I don't think that's happening now. Yeah, probably not. Well, we'll see. It seems like they want to see what they have with Peterman, but we'll, We'll find out. We'll find out soon enough. 
Yeah, my uh, Chaz Greenland end of the week is just starting. I alluded to it earlier, starting Dak over Cam this week in a league um, in the in Empire League that Will and I are in. Um, yeah, you know, I just you know riding Dak and thinking, okay, you know, Zeke's out, maybe uh, maybe he'll have a decent game, and and man, I regret it. That that lost me my matchup. So uh, the loss of the commish, Alex. You know who you are. Congratulations if you're listening. Um, so that was that was disappointing for me, but it was good to see Cam. But on the flip side of that, yeah, Dak, you, you gotta have a you know protection. <laughs> I like the way you said that. There, it's like Alex, you know who you are, and I will find you, <laughs> <laughs> and I will go back in time and start Cam over time. Uh, wish I could. I, I I need to you know go out and find a DeLorean that that is capable of time travel and, and do that. Um, so if you if you could turn back time, if I could turn back time. What if you had a what if you had a fantasy what what if you had the option after any given matchup that you could swap out a player from your bench for a player in your starting lineup? Every oh. team could do it. That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Like nice little, out. Nice little twist. <laughs> Too stressful. <laughs> Are you referring didn't didn't NFL.com last year offer what offer that? Or maybe they still do. Isn't there it. isn't there some like format or some platform yeah. that offers that? Oh, I don't know. I've never it. heard you, of it. You you could pay like some amount of money and you could do that, but it costs like and nobody got that money except for that except for NFL.com. So oh, that's a running joke, I think, on the CBS podcast. Oh, that's funny. I no, I never I I didn't know it was an actual option. Yeah. I know you're you're joking about it, and it's like this horrible thing that actually exists in, on the NFL.com platform. It's really funny. Yeah, it costs <laughs> it costs it costs bitcoins only. It's really obscure. <laughs> All right, guys, um, we are going to get into um, buys and sells because it's important because re- you, you might have already passed your deadline. And if you have, I guess you're stuck. But a lot of uh, trade deadlines are coming up uh, November 22nd for a lot of people or the week after. This is it. This is the time where you got to make some moves. Either you're a contender or a pretender. Either way, you've got some some ways to make your team better for this year, for the playoff run or for next year and beyond. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some buys and sells. And Will, I like the guy you mentioned at the top of your list, um, Evan Ingram, because you want to talk about him and, and question whether he's a buy or he's a sell. So I just what, love the conversation topic of, of Evan Ingram because I bought him in a league. And I think I got I, I, somebody like Doug Baldwin and I got Evan Ingram in a pick. And uh, I, I just, the more the Giants play football, the more I worry about the Giants. And just what they are as a team. And you can have flashes in the pan like this where somebody performs really well on what is basically the dumpster dive of a season for a team and then kind of fades into nothing. Like what was, uh, who, what was Barnkowski, right, a couple years ago? Tight end for the, the Browns who ended up being Barnage? like a top, yeah, Matt. Barnkowski. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not comparing Evan Ingram to, to, to Barnkowski. But, no, because it was the nickname of him because he was crushing it so hard. Uh, uh, but so I just thought it was an interesting topic because you know I didn't it's something where uh, he is such a popular player and I try to stick away from you know from some popular players and what they're doing Uh, but you know I want I want to want to buy him everywhere but when Odell's back and if if Marshall comes back and then they have Shepard is is Ingram going to fade away into just kind of like a bit part in that offense and, and get catches but not be the part that he is now and I just, it's just more of like a conversation topic. I don't know if I necessarily even believe that 
but I can convince myself of it. And I can also convince myself that he's a dynasty, uh, you know, top five tight end. Yeah. Trey, you're, you're, I think you're pretty high in Ingram and you have him a a lot of leagues. So you want to talk about him? You're an, you're an owner. Would you consider trading him now? Are you going to hold him at all costs? What do you think, Trey? No, as a matter of fact, there's a league that I'm in. I'm a very um, strong contender for the championship this year. I have Travis Kelsey and I have Evan Ingram and I've been shopping Travis Kelsey because I believe that Evan Ingram, the thing for me about Evan Ingram the guy's six three. He's like 230, 240 pounds. He runs a four four forty. He is a wide receiver. His position in the NFL is tight end. But you can watch game film, even the game film that was coming out from college where he played at Ole Miss, and you know, of course, playing in the SEC, going up against uh, NFL caliber defenses, playing the LSU's and Alabamas of the world. Um, he was not blocking this 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 guy was used as a passing game weapon and it's continued with the new york giants so the great thing is he's he's a guy that's just like travis kelsey just like rob gronkowski where they're offensive weapons um it's not like an oj howard where he he has so much value as a blocker that he's just not getting i mean the guy except for one game this year he's had four or more catches in every single game he scored five touchdowns this year so far. And I believe now the, the touchdowns have been recently with the passing game options. But again, you have to remember, I mean, most tight ends don't make a huge splash in their rookie season. So I believe if you, I mean, if you look at his measurables, if you look at the pro day, you look at college production, you look at draft capital, you look at rook, what he's done in the NFL to date. I mean, there is nothing that is a red flag for Evan Ingram not being a top end. I love him. He's not a guy that I would sell. Um, and, and I just want to go back real quick. I'm not saying he's better than Travis Kelsey. My willingness in that league to trade Travis Kelsey over Evan Ingram is that I felt like I could get more for Kelsey. Um, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't getting any good offers. So I'm pretty happy. To, as a matter of fact, this week I'm, I'm playing Kelsey and I'm flexing Ingram. So I love Evan Ingram. Yeah, as I was gonna say, you guys play on your flex. Worst case scenario, interesting. Um, okay, so let me ask you guys this. Um, you know, it's early, and obviously, based on what we've seen, Evan Ingram is the, you know, best tight end out of this this rookie class, this 2017 class. But do you think there's a chance that uh, David Njoku or or Howard or, or even somebody like Johnny Smith surpasses him? You think he? You, you, are you confident, like locking it in? He's going to be the best tight end of, of this class. Uh, Will, what do you think? You, you would you take him over Howard or Njoku? I mean, at this moment, yeah. But the, 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 so getting into Dynasty more and more and chatting about it, the, the greater and greater fear I have about locking a player into a position in a spot where they are rookie and they, they did something well in their rookie year, especially it's like the curious case of the New York Giants and Evan Ingram and why, you know, he's, he's having a great year and I think he's a great start still. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I I, don't, I just I just don't know because even like Jake Butt, like a guy who had good college production and got hurt, is going to come back. They put him on the IR the whole year because the, the Broncos are horrible on offense. They don't want to ruin him. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, John Smith would have had a higher draft capital if he didn't have that unfortunate incident where he got boiling water thrown in his face and stuff like that. Like, uh, so uh, this is a really I think this is a really interesting tight end ranking class for such a boring position uh, outside of like the top couple guys. It's actually rejuvenated my interest 
in long-term tight end value. But long story short, if I'm going to rank these guys right now, I'm going to put Ingram first because I just feel like that's out of necessity. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that, that uh, and Trey shaking his head yes, I think you're definitely yes, Trey, right? Yeah, yeah, I definitely. The only reason for me that he wasn't the first um, tight end off the board was that O.J. Howard has significant value, not just in the receiving game, but as a blocker as well. So, and, and he went, I think, four picks ahead of Evan Ingram. But, I mean, I just, I, I think that he's clearly, for me right now, he's my number four dynasty tight end um, behind um, Kelsey, Gronk, and uh, Zach Ertz. And for me, it's a pretty easy decision to put him there in that fourth spot. I think he's only going to continue to get better. And like I said, he's really a wide receiver that you can start at the tight end position, which I think makes him really, really valuable moving forward. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think he's only a top five tight end, probably number four, as you say. And, and I, I just want to say to, to close, and if you guys want to add anything, I do think that those other guys, you know, and I don't know if you could really get them, you know, at a, at a cheap cost, because if you, if people drafted Howard or Joku, they've, they, you know, paid a decent draft pick to get them. So I don't think they want to sell them. But I, I said earlier in the year, I love a lot of these tight ends, you know, uh, Adam Sh- Sh- uh, Shaheen with uh, the, the, the Bears and, and Smith with the, the Titans and Everett with the, with the Rams. I mean, I think there are a lot of uh, tight ends that potentially could be really good. I think this class, we're going to look back and, and think like, wow, 2017, um, you know, the, there are so many really solid to great tight ends that came out of this this draft class. So, but yeah, I think Evan Ingram um, probably will be in the number one and definitely is a, is a top five tight end in, in Dynasty. Probably a tough guy to go out and buy. And if, if you own him, I, I, I don't think you're going to sell him. Why would you? So I have, so I have, I have an interesting, uh, what I think will be interesting and fun question. Uh, so Evan Ingram currently has five touchdowns. Eric Ebron has nine touchdowns in his career up to this point. Will Evan Ingram exceed nine touchdowns this season and surpass Eric Ebron as of now on the touchdown charts? Ooh, that's a good question. It's going to be close. Week 11, so seven weeks left of them to play. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think so. I don't think he's quite going to get there. I'll take the under. Four touchdowns in seven games for Evan Ingram the rest of the year. You're out. Yeah, I'm out because I, I think if you look at, um, I think there's some regression with those touchdowns. If you look at, you know, um, you know his 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 yardage versus, uh, yeah, I, I just think there's some regression there. I mean, he'll be close. He, I think he'll get to seven. I just think that, I mean, with Shepard coming back, taking away some targets, I, I don't know. I mean, he could get there. It's possible. I mean, it's close, but I, I'm going to take the under. I could very well be wrong though. I'm going over. Do yeah, actually, touchdown madness. I think to I think I'll take the over two with seven games to go. Anyway, kind of a fun, weird stat that uh, Eric Ebron is allergic to touchdowns. So, so, so we talked a lot of we talked a lot about tight ends. So we talked to yeah, he is allergic to touchdowns, <laughs> extreme allergy. Um, he's some Benadryl, I guess. If he took some Benadryl on game game day, he he played better. Um, Trey, what about you? Just move up slower. Anyway, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> what about some of your buys, Trey? Who do you want to talk about? Um, wh- whether you're, uh, um, uh, you know, whether you're a contender or whether you just just someone to look look forward to for the future. Well, there's uh, two guys all lumped together here because they happen to play for the same team, um, and they're two guys that haven't really delivered. I don't believe um, if if somebody 
has them on their roster and, and took them in a rookie draft during this previous off season. I don't think either of them have performed to expectations and that's Joe Mixon and John Ross, both uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. I still really believe in both of their talents. I own Joe Mixon on quite a few teams and I've acquired John Ross just in the past week on two different uh, dynasty rosters. I mean, John Ross was taken in the top 10 of the NFL draft and we talked about him a little bit early on in some of our recordings. I don't know if it was in ones we published or not, but when we were discussing rookies, a lot of people just, you know, uh, when they think of John Ross, they think of a, uh, that 4-2-40 that he ran at the Combine. And um, in reality, he's a much better receiver, much better route runner than I think he gets credit for. The knock is helped. That's, I think, going to be the key. But, I mean, I, I got John Ross in, in one of the trades. Um, it wasn't a throw-in, but it was pretty close. Um, and uh, in the other trade, I don't think he was getting really uh, – a first round value. He was taken in, in most of the uh, rookie drafts toward the end of the first round. And then Joe Mixon is a guy, I think, you know, he, he, uh, I think both of these guys are going to benefit from a coaching change in Cincinnati. I think that it's been painfully obvious to everyone in the world that their offensive line needs addressing in the off season. So I think both of these guys could see a serious uptick in their performance next year. I believed in both of their talents coming into the season and there's nothing that I've seen out of them, even though Joe Mixon's yards per carry hasn't been great. If you've actually watched Bengals games that he has had several plays every single game where it looks like he's going to be tackled for a loss. It makes a guy miss and gains five or six yards. It doesn't look great. It's not a 20 yard, 30 yard touchdown, but you can see the talent there. So these are two guys I think are good buys at this point. Uh, better to buy now or wait until the off season to buy them Trey. Well, honestly, either you, if you could get a good deal now, I don't think either of them are going to break out between now and the end of the season. I mean, I think that Mixon's going to continue to, I mean, even though he's going to get more and more touches, I think with Jeremy Hill going to the IR. Um, so I think that there's a potential Mixon could have a breakout game here or there um, down the stretch. But um, I think you could continue if they're guys that you like, I would start putting feelers out. And if the owner's just not quite ready to sell. Um, but, you know, now's a great time. If, if the owner of Joe Mixon or John Ross is the contender and you can ship them away, someone that can contribute this year, um, it, it might be something they'd be willing to do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Will, do you agree with this assessment? On these I mean, guys? I like these guys. I'm not, I've never, I have not put a single feeler on a dynasty league for Joe Mixon. Uh, I think because most of the ones I'm in, Trey has them. So <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. Uh, my, my, my thing would be about waiting until the offseason, though, is like uh, you're going to maximize your pick value then. Would you not give, let's say, the 106 for, for Joe Mixon next year? Yeah, I would. I would give the 106 in next year's draft for Joe Mixon a heartbeat. The problem is I think in the offseason is that there's, you know, Cincinnati may have a new coach. There may be a little bit of a reset going on, renewed hope. You know, the off season is when everybody starts to get excited about all the players that they liked. You know, I think, you know, take the next time that Joe Mixon puts up a six point week and, and that would be a great opportunity to send an offer. Um, yeah. It's like the Todd Gurley effect. <laughs> right. No, that's a, that's a great point, Trey. I think that you nailed it because you're right. There'll be the coaching change and people will be like, oh, yeah, now Mixon's going to really explode. Now is probably the time to do it, especially if a contender has has him. 
yeah, that's, that's a great call. And I'm with you. I, I, I think that both of these guys I, I'm very excited about. I think it's just their situation is awful and I think it's going to get better. So I, I, I completely agree. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I don't know if there's anything else to say about, um, about these guys. Uh, although I think it's interesting that the, that Cincinnati, they lost, um, one Hill and they signed another one, Brian Hill to, uh, to join the squad. Brian Hill's a guy I like a lot. I, I don't know that I like the fact that he went to Cincinnati though. I don't like the fact he's going to be stuck in the backfield with Joe Mixon, but I think he's got to watch like if you deep stash, but anyway, what but are they going to do when What's that? <laughs> what are they going to do when he outperforms him? The <laughs> University of Wyoming product, Brian Hill. So, so a guy I want to talk about that I, I just think is interesting because the last time I really heard any, you know, Dynasty podcast talk about him was, uh, oh, sell this guy, sell this guy. I just want to talk about Larry Fitzgerald because he keeps getting. I'm talking about if you're a contender, okay? He just keeps getting it done. Um, he was written off after Palmer went down and I know he has this history of like kind of fading in the second half of the season. I just think he's intriguing. I think if you're a contender, I get the feeling you could pick up Larry Fitzgerald pretty, pretty cheap. I I think you could get him for, Oh, I don't know. Maybe most, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe like if like someone has Larry Fitzgerald, they're not a contender. They're probably thinking, okay, Larry Fitzgerald is not going to play next year. There's a strong chance he won't play. So I want to get some value for him. So you can, you know, you might be able to make an offer for him, you know, second round pick, third round pick, and, and he could help you win a championship. Not, not as your, you know, wide receiver one or two, but a, a good flex guy. And maybe not, maybe he busts out, but I don't know. I think he's kind of worth the risk because he, he, he keeps doing it. What do you guys think of Larry Fitzgerald? If you're a contender, you can pick him up for, you know, worst case scenario, a second round pick, a late second. Would you do it? Would you do it, Trey? Yeah, actually I would. And, you know, I don't know if you saw this, Ryan, but I, on Twitter today, saw some reports coming out that the Cardinals are making an attempt to sign Larry Fitzgerald to a one-year contract extension. So it's becoming apparent that they might be doing a little bit of a, you know, one last hurrah. So, I mean, I think that makes his value climb even higher. So if you can capitalize right now, Maybe there are people, I mean, before today, I would have told you, I thought this was last, Larry Fitzgerald's last season in the NFL. After reading those reports and, you know, the potential of him coming back one more season, I think just even more accentuates what you're saying, that he is an absolute buy right now in Dynasty, especially for contenders. And I think he's a guy, Trey, that wants to win a championship. So even if he doesn't go back to Arizona, I think there's a chance that he could – you know, to sign with, with a contender next year, someone that needs his help. I don't, I know. I just get the impression that the guy just wants to keep playing and he's going to do it. Maybe, maybe I'm off of my own little world and I'm super naive, which, which I can be sometimes. So, so well, coming back but, home to the Vikings next year. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. He's I don't from know where here. He's be great. In, um, with a uh, dig stealing and then Larry Fitzgerald, I don't know where, you know, where he's going to play, but um, Will, what do you think of Larry Fitzgerald? I'm sure. He could beat out uh <laughs> What's his face? With the third wide receiver, it doesn't matter who it is now. Uh, no, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I, I, don't, I don't. You guys haven't covered all the good points. And if you, I, I, and I think I have that hunch too. That at least if I'm going to buy him, I'm going to bet that he's going to play another year and he's going to be productive. And because they're this team got shanghaied by by uh, injuries, and so he, he hopefully has the fire back again. 
Okay, let's let's go to another um, buy of yours, Will. Who you got next on your list? Uh, I mean, it's just been like a redraft buy, but I think Dynasty 2 is also like, I think buying like Michael Thomas right now is a good opportunity as far as getting like a top, you know, what, 10 Dynasty wide receiver for maybe a top 15 Dynasty wide receiver price with somebody I was thinking about. Uh, it's not the most overall interesting take. It's just is that he hasn't had a lot of touchdowns. His production is down. Drew Brees is probably going to be there at least another year or two. Uh, and if you compare what he did last year to this year and, and moving forward, I just don't feel like his price is going to drop much lower than what it is right now. Yeah, that, that, that's um, – I, I like it. Um, I think J- we talked about J.J. Zacharyson. and we referenced him earlier. On his podcast this week, he was talking about how he's due for um, uh, touchdown regression, how he should have – you know, potentially should play better later this year. Um, and, and I think he's, he's a guy that probably has lost a little bit of his luster, right, um, with, with the fact he hasn't played as, as well as I think people have wanted him to play and put up as big a numbers as people have wanted him to. What do you think, Trey, of uh, Michael Thomas? And then what, and what would you offer? If you, if you like Michael Thomas, Trey, what do you think is a good offer to, uh, to pick him up? Like, like wh- where would you draw the line? Well, I'm, <clears throat> I'm not a, I don't own him anywhere. Um, never been a huge fan. Was always kind of curious as to – I mean, the numbers last year speak for themselves was, was kind of curious. I mean, he's no Antonio Brown as, you know, we're – watching this masterful performance tonight you know we're recording I, I, this live during the the game the pittsburgh tennessee game and and this is the point where antonio bray made that amazing catch oh my gosh uh, oh my god ridiculous that's crazy he's over he's overrated <laughs> so i Tell him i'll be honest old. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably the wrong person to um comment on michael thomas's value um, I, I can't say that um, I have a great grasp on, you know, Drew Brees, I think still has some years left in him. And um, that running game has been working so well and that defense, it, you know, so we're, we're not seeing Drew Brees putting up the, the, the numbers, especially the touchdowns that we're used to seeing him put up. Uh, but I think that you could potentially see some, um, some touchdown regression positively for both Breeze and Michael Thomas. So he's a guy that's worth putting feelers out. If there's someone that's getting frustrated um, that he's not, you know, putting up absolute like weak winning numbers and you can get him at a reduced price. I'm always willing to, to buy players at, at a reduced price. So, you know, it can't hurt to put out some feelers, but I, I'm not really quite sure exactly where that would be for me uh, because he's, he's not a guy that I've really, honed in on value wise okay fair enough and, and i think i you know the other the the downside of I think to michael thomas too is, is that that you he is going to be somewhat expensive because of his age and dynasty i mean it's not like you're going to get some smoking hot deal on him because you know he's um i'm looking at oh, i think this is standard scoring unfortunately uh, you know you know he's he's still a you know what a top 24 wide receiver in, in most formats and yeah I, I mean with his age it's not he's not gonna be a smoking deal so um but interesting guy I think a guy I'd like and a guy that you could probably get a more of a discount as well as you pointed out cheaper than you could have uh you know uh maybe several weeks ago so let's move on to some cells and we're gonna talk about two cells these are kind of high profile guys maybe a little bit controversial even among us so will <laughs> <laughs> Who is your first? 
<laughs> First sell. Who do you want to get rid of? Well, I had to go and I scraped like the bottom of the barrel for this because it was almost like too obvious. And my first sell is DeAndre Hopkins. And, uh, and, it, uh, it, and by too obvious, I just mean, I think I might have a complex about DeAndre Hopkins. I have him in a dynasty league that's doing well. Uh, and I, I would love to move him and make offers, but I it just didn't, you know, I didn't do the enough outreaches this week. But uh, do you guys, I just have a really hard time selling myself on DeAndre Hopkins' long-term value in that system, even even if, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson comes back, makes a full recovery, another year of tape on what he's doing. Like, those kind of quarterbacks, they don't always have the same production that they have their rookie years. Um, and I guess, like, long story short, like, I don't know. I, and, and my idea was, like, so would you trade DeAndre Hopkins right now for Odell Beckham if your team, you know, wasn't doing so well? Or somebody just gave you that offer? Or, is, you know, where is he in your plethora – uh, uh, you know, or your, your hierarchy of wide receivers at the moment. Cause to me, it's hard still for me to put them into that. Like it's hard for me to put them as a first round dynasty startup, 12 team draft pick. Ooh. Oh, wow. That's, that's just the idea of it. I haven't gone through and done it. It's just like, I just wanted to talk about it. Cause it's not, I'm not set in stone against this. I just think it's a good discussion topic with him. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. I mean, I trade him for, for, for Beckham, but I, I'm not sure about where that goes. What, what about you, Trey? Yeah, I, <clears throat> I love DeAndre Hopkins. He's a guy that I have believed in the talent. And he's a guy that I bought in several leagues in the offseason. I know last year he – this is what's crazy. So last year was a down year for him. He still had 950 yards and I think four touchdowns, three, four touchdowns. Um, I believe that for me right now – DeAndre Hopkins is probably a top four or top five dynasty startup pick. Uh, The only, if I own DeAndre Hopkins in any kind of PPR, half PPR, full PPR, the only player in the universe of NFL players that I would trade him for is Odell Beckham. Um, And so I love DeAndre Hopkins. He's the number one wide receiver right now in half PPR fantasy. And he leads the NFL in targets. And you have to remember, this is a guy, he's only 25 years old. So compared to a guy like Antonio Brown, he's five years younger. And, you know, his big breakout season, he had two of them. His second season, he put up 1,200 yards and six touchdowns. His third season in the NFL, he put up over 100 catches for 1,500 yards and I think 10 or 11 touchdowns. And, I mean, who was his quarterback? So this is if Deshaun Watson, even if Deshaun Watson only turns out to be about 80 to 90% of what he was the first half of this season, it's still a huge quarterback upgrade for DeAndre Hopkins. He's just coming into the prime of his career. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, I would almost with the, with, with how OBJ has become just a little bit of a diva. I, I don't know. I mean, if I were in a startup and had the number, one overall pick and knew I was going wide receiver, it would probably be uh, a little challenging for me to decide between the two. What about Mike Evans? No, I'd take Hopkins over Mike Evans. No question. I like the talent better. Um, and I still believe in Jameis Winston. I think they'll get t- things turned around in, in Tampa, but um, I, I think DeAndre Hopkins is, uh, is special. I would take him over Evans. 
Yeah. So, so Will, you, you talk about him as a, as a cell candidate and um, I, I'm uh, maybe not as high as Trey is, but I, I definitely think he's a, definitely a top 12 dynasty asset. I think it's, it's, you know, probably, um, you know, you know, definitely top eight, top eight. So like, what do you want to get for him? You want to get, uh, you want to get Beckham, you, you trade him, you know, what about, okay, guys, Antonio Brown or, or Hopkins, Trey? Well, you know, it's very difficult to answer on a night that, you know, Antonio Brown is on his way to probably dropping <laughs> 50, bias. 50 bias. <laughs> points. But no, for me, if it was a dynasty, if it was a dynasty startup and I'm on the clock right now, it would be DeAndre Hopkins. And it wouldn't be a very tough decision for me to make. And, and part of that is because of the age. I mean, you're getting five years younger. And I mean, other than let's take tonight's game and what Antonio Brown's doing tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, thus far this season, um, DeAndre Hopkins is outperforming. And it appears that for the coming three to four seasons, that DeAndre Hopkins is going to have the superior quarterback play. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is putting on a show tonight, but he's not looked this good this season. So for me, it'd be D-Hop. All right, Well, so uh, Brown or Hopkins? I guess at the end of the day, uh, I, if it were right now, even before tonight, I would have taken Brown uh, in, like, in like a trade. And it's also about your roster construction, things like that. My concept of this idea of putting him on this list and wanting to chat about him is I think he is at max value at this moment in time as far as like what's happened, at least close to – if not max value, he can only go, he's, you know, he's at this t- kind of top tier. And so you need to like, <clears throat> in my dream scenarios, I would have John Hopkins and I'd find a guy like Trey who is not like Trey when it comes to trades and is more likely to get a player that really wants to maybe overpay quite a bit or something like that. Maybe if he's not contending this year and he has an Antonio Brown. So now he's sending me Antonio Brown, maybe like a, a running back that's young, you know, that's on the bench that maybe coming into a starter role like next year and things like that to pair it just because, and I, I don't know if it's just me, and again, it's not even like analytical. It might just be that uh, I have some sort of weird thing with DeAndre Hopkins that I just can't buy into him 100%. Uh, and, and maybe that'll change in the next six months, but just a, a fun conversation about it. Yeah, for sure. And here's another guy. So our other sell I'm going to throw out, unless you guys want to talk more about Hopkins. A guy I'm going to sell, and I think Trey's going to be against this one too, is Keenan Allen. So Ryan McDowell just completed, you know, they, they do the, for, for DLF, they do the ADP. So November ADP, Keenan Allen is wide receiver 10. He is number 20th overall ADP. Uh, whereas this year, when I checked half point PPR, he was number 29, the number 29 wide receiver. So I, I think he is the solid PPR wide receiver, but I don't know that he deserves this status this top 10 wide receiver i don't know if he's like this wide receiver one in dynasty uh, you know he doesn't see the end zone enough he, and he hasn't at least recently he had that really good first year and it's not so much even the injury risk anymore with him but i don't know i don't know with with philip rivers you know his time is limited i don't know i like keenan allen a lot i just think he's overvalued i, I think he's just a, a little bit high for me and i don't know that i would take him in the second round of uh of a dynasty uh startup draft so what, what do you guys think where do you guys like you know where do you guys put keenan allen well i'm gonna ask you first yeah uh and I, I didn't do a, a lot of like research into keenan allen's history and things like that but when you're talking about dynasty startup i think a great comparable at least to me is like you're on the clock you can take keenan allen or stefan diggs who are you taking oh for me i take diggs no no, no question Easy choice, even with his soft tissue injury history yeah i, I think i do because i i, I think when I, when I think about it, 
Uh, um, I guess it depends on what kind of player, but you know, it, it's hard. Like Diggs, you can see Diggs becoming, you know, the, uh, Antonio Antonio Brown in five years or something, <laughs> or a couple of years, right? I mean, you can see him being this big play guy and top of the charts, and maybe not. Maybe every year he has this lingering injury and he's frustrating to own. But I think you know, you look at Keenan Allen's injury history. So yeah, I take Diggs over Allen. I think the Antonio Brown reference is, is funny because I, in three or four years, from, let's say five years from now, when Antonio Brown retires, we're going to reminisce about the fun Antonio Brown years and how freaking good he is at being a receiver. Like he, I, I would bet he would challenge anybody in the world for the most coordinated man ever. Like he just is, uh, but anyway, so yeah, I mean, Keenan Allen, I just don't have like, I, I've never gone out. I've never reached for Keenan Allen. I've never tried to get him really hard. He's not one of the guys that I've always like targeted. And, Again, it just is he's never like popped for me and done what I wanted to do for a receiver. He doesn't he doesn't wow me enough to to in, in any one statistical category or you know, lifespan career for me to, to go out and reach for him. So Trey, we've shut you out of the conversation so far. What Keenan Allen, what do you think? Do you think he's worth um you, you got the twentieth pick in a startup draft? Would you would you take him at you know, would you take him over Stefan Diggs, for example? I probably you guys know I love Stefan Diggs, but you guys also know I love Keenan Allen. Um, I probably would take Diggs in that scenario, but I want to throw just a couple options at you guys real quick. So just real quickly, start up, half PPR, you're going to take a wide receiver with your pick. Keenan Allen or T.Y. Hilton? Looks like healthy, I'm taking Hilton. I'm going T.Y. Okay. Um, Brandon Cooks. Or Keenan Allen. Cooks. Yeah. And then last one is Des Bryant. Oh, that's that's harder. Um, I guess I'm going to go Keenan Allen. Ooh, I, I think I'd take Des just because uh, – uh, it's okay. Well, let's so look at the are, difference. So these are, these are the guys that are <laughs> going – uh, Do you think – Des Bryant conversation another day before with Dak. But anyway, those are are the guys that are going immediately after. I left out Corey Davis because I know he's. um, But Corey Davis, Corey Davis. Yeah, well, I knew I knew that would be the response. Um, But you know, Cooks, Hilton, Bryant. You know, you're reaching that point when you get to the you know tail end of the wide receiver ones, at least based on the draft and the top end of the wide receiver twos where you know the guys start to have a few more warts I mean you know T.Y. Hilton and Brandon Cooks I would take Keenan Allen over both those guys partly due to the fact that Brandon Cooks has been a relative disappointment this season and T.Y. Hilton I, I mean I'm not so sure that when Andrew Luck gets back to actually playing quarterback in um, Indianapolis that T.Y. Hilton's going to be there so um, for me Keenan Allen the the thing about Keenan Allen and, and you mentioned it, Ryan. The reason that he's wide receiver 29 is because of the touchdowns. And we all know, if you look at the statistics right now, Keelan Allen is in the top 10. I think he's eighth, either seventh or eighth in the NFL right now in targets. And if you look inside the 10-yard line, inside the 10-yard line, he's tied for sixth in the NFL for targets. And I don't know, there's been, I mean, I can't tell you how many games that I've watched um, or on NFL red zone where I've seen the chargers get inside the red zone and he is always the first look. I mean, if, if they get inside the 10 yard line 
and end up kicking a field goal, he's getting one or two passes thrown his way. And uh, there have been quite a few pass interference penalties called in the end zone. They've gotten the ball to one, and Melvin Gordon's pushed it in. So I think the last half of the season, you could see some touchdown regression. So for me, at age 25, with the, with the capability he has to put up 1,300, 1,400 yards in a season, um, to put up double-digit touchdowns, um, I truly believe that he's still a guy that I want to hold on to. And the problem for me is um, I don't know how much you're really going to get for Keenan Allen. I don't know that there's not many of those wide receivers that are being taken after him that I'd rather have than Keenan Allen. So um, that's that's kind of my take. I, I still like him, and I think that the production this year is is completely related to a lack of touchdowns, which we all know. I mean, how many times have wide receivers had 12 touchdowns in one season and then five the following year? So, you know, maybe this is going to be the flip side where, where Keenan, if he stays healthy, you know, could have a 10 or 12 touchdown season next year. I like it. I, I like the way you defended Keenan Allen. Interesting, interesting guy. Um, Doug Baldwin or Keenan Allen? Mm, Trey? <laughs> yeah, I take I take Keenan Allen. I mean, Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin, I think, is the next birthday he celebrates is going to be his thirtieth. He's one of those guys that you love to own um, some weeks and you hate to own some weeks. Like Doug Baldwin's a wonderful wide receiver too, um, and I know Keenan Allen has really struggled, but Keenan Allen's a guy that I still believe in. He he's a guy that I I'm not going to get away from just because he's had a, a struggle this year. And, and because he is, like I said, when you're when you're tied for sixth in the NFL for targets inside the 10 yard line, it means touchdowns are coming. Maybe. I mean, the fact that he's only scored one is, is a huge outlier. So, you know, almost to me makes it seem like I probably should be putting out some feelers in the leagues where I don't own Keenan Allen, because there may be a disappointed owner where I might be able to pick him up. Um, the only problem, Trey, is that you own him in every league. I know. <laughs> it's so true. It's I think so we should true. just go through the rosters in every week. Be like, what? Let's sell one of Trey's players. It's like Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins, <laughs> yeah. Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen. Like they're just and it's all because, it's all because I bought them all last year when their value was super low. <laughs> I think in there's yeah. listen. I'm not lying. There's two leagues last season when I bought Keenan Allen. I got him for a 2018 second round or 2017 second round rookie pick darn that's, i mean that's, that's awesome yeah. how can you not buy at that value <laughs> no kidding wow someone yeah, really gave up that on right now holy smokes give me that second rounder you know it's but no, okay. so, second rounder could have been kareem hunt so you know maybe yeah. they got the better of the deal <laughs> roll the dice all right, all right. Safe, Joe. <laughs> uh and having the game going in the background too it just reminded me i didn't actually see who intercepted that on the play but is we were, I was sitting down watching the game uh, with my wife beforehand, and uh, I just feel like I want to do like, and I, it started at the beginning of the season too. I want to do like Jenny's quotes of the week while we're watching football together. And this one was a, uh, she's like, oh, like uh, I think like he, earlier on when they're introducing him, and she said it, and she's just like, uh, you know, it's like, oh, is Barty Burns any good? And I just think because uh, she heard it as Barty Burns, and now that's his new nickname in the household. That's funny. I like it. We just have a new segment. Um, <laughs> Jenny's quotes of the week. There you go. 
<laughs> like, they, like the winter, she's like, all the things are happening when I was standing out the dog and she was watching Red Zone in the house and like trying to describe what was going on. It was just super fun. I like, I mean, she's not a big football fan, so I think it's fun when she gets into it and it entertains me at least. So she entertained you guys. Awesome. This is what's so crazy about fantasy, man. Like in one league, I had Le'Veon Bell going. He gets me 13 points and change tonight. In another league, I'm facing Ben Roethlisberger and he gets, he drops 31 points. Best showing of it. I mean, it's like, this is the crazy thing about fantasy, man. Ben Roethlisberger putting on a show, absolute performance tonight. Home Ben Roethlisberger. It's so that. weird, but it's true. Home Second ben half of the season. He, yeah, he, he was a guy that I heard a couple different pods this week talking about contenders being able to go out and buy maybe for pretty cheap in two quarterback leagues to uh, finish out the season. He's got a pretty decent schedule. He's at home a lot down the stretch. So probably too late for that though. Sorry there. Uh, listeners. <laughs> Go get Ben Roethlisberger. Right now. Maybe somebody wasn't watching Thursday night football. Sell. Yeah. It's but he's still locked. Sell Marcus Mariota. Well, get Mariota, you know, with his line, he's for four picks tonight. So maybe people want to sell him. They've given up on him. Um, Recency bias, you gotta love. As they should. It's one of my favorite things. (laughs) And now it's time for everyone's favorite segment: hot, bold, spicy takes of the week. As as listeners know, as loyal listeners know, there are five levels. There's banana pepper. There's jalapeno. There's habanero. There's ghost pepper, and the almighty Carolina Reaper. You get points assigned for those takes. Um. Um, you know, in terms of last week's takes, we'll, uh, we're going to talk about that in the future shows because, you know, we've had a couple of weeks. We had a week we were off. We did some takes on Twitter. We got to go back to uh, Deshaun Watson, a take that Will made. But we're, we're just going to move on. We're going to say that I have the lead comfortably. And we're going to uh, give some takes. So, uh, Trey Barrett, what's your first hot, bold, spicy take of week 11? So my first uh, bold, spicy take is uh, a gentleman by the name of Rex Burkhead, who's recently uh, become a little bit more relevant in the um, NFL realm of uh, running backs, is going to be a top 15 running back this week. Patriots take on the Raiders, actually travel to Oakland for that game. Um, and I know that Deion Lewis really uh, point of order, point of order. They traveled to Mexico city for that game. My friend. Oh, travel to Mexico city. Mexico. I don't even know. Oh, so as muy divertida, verdad? <laughs> Say no more. Raquissimo, raquissimo. Money more. <laughs> so anyway. reference. If anybody, it's sexy Rexy from Rexy's Anyway, I'm out. So in Mexico City, not Oakland, um, I know last week that uh, Deion Lewis and Rex Burkhead both got quite a, quite a few snaps, um, but uh, I just get the feeling that Rex Burkhead, I, and I like Deion Lewis, I think he's talented, but uh, I just, you know, just call it a feeling. I think that Rex Burkhead, and just for reference, because top 15 doesn't sound, you're like, oh, I mean, he could do that. So, um, you know, based on the scoring format for our spicy takes, um, that particular scoring, ESPN currently has him as a 30th. I think it was 30th, right around 30th. So um, I'm predicting him him to finish quite a bit better than uh, 
predicted by ESPN. What's uh, what's, what are the Raiders uh, rushing against metrics though? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Trey, why I don't think this is that hot is because the the Raiders are not very good against running backs. Um, um I I don't want to dive. I don't think like it's for the sake of time. I think. I, I mean, I, I think it's right in the middle. Uh, I'd be I'd be willing to go habanero because I think it's pretty spicy, and I think it. But I think it's more doable than not. Like, or not not than not. But I feel like uh, the three should be a pretty good standard of of, of a good nice spicy hot take and habanero in real life is too spicy for me so here you go i I'd go jalapeno on that one trey or will can we can we meet a jalapeno or you want you you're gonna fight for habanero i, I think i'm gonna stick on it i'm sorry i just don't he's in a, he's in such a third backfield and it's the patriots Maybe any yeah i guess that's a good point because the Patriots right. backfield you never know. They could sign someone off the practice squad this week, and they could be the RB one. So well, and I, you okay. know, I don't I'll, think I'll Rex Burkhead has been. I don't think he's been top fifteen probably at all this year. I don't know that he's done it once. I feel like there's just you hard selling us on a trade. No, that. no, I'm just saying. You know, I don't. Um, uh, no, Rex. He was actually um, number eleven uh, last week. Trey with thirteen point eight points. Yes, he was. Oof. Well, my notes say. I'm a librarian. Don't question, don't question my research. Was it? I'm an information <laughs> scientist. Don't mess with me. Back off, man. I'm an information scientist. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, so anyway, anyway, but we'll we'll give we we got you locked in a habanero tray. I think a habanero is totally fair. Yeah. And if you're mad about it, we're going jalapeno. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> no, no, Let, let's go. Let's, okay, let's go. Let's 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 pick up the pace. Let's pick up the pace. Boom boom. It's Picanti. Will, what I'll go into it. Yeah, uh, I, I go Grant finishes the top three pass catcher, but the Raiders take the game in Mexico City. Oh, that's good. I was gonna say like Gronk is a top three pass catcher. I mean, it's like, well, uh, yeah, I think that's that's pretty bold. What do you uh, mean by pass catcher? Top three pass catcher. So a receiver, tight end. Yeah, I that's mean, that's what I mean good. by pass catcher. Okay. Good. Especially with so, Antonio Brown, he's got he's not gonna beat him. Oh, we know that. Shoot. So. <laughs> four. Top four. Top four pass catch. I'm changing I'll go, that. I'll go ghost pepper. <laughs> Trey. <laughs> I, guess, I'll, I guess I'll stick with you because I didn't change it with the Antonio. I mean, he's, I mean, you know, Gronk's probably going to beat Antonio. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with ghost pepper. I, I, you know, Gronk to be top three and the Raiders win. I'll go ghost pepper on that. I feel like it should be higher now that Antonio Brown went full ham. All right. Well, I'll but, give uh, you four. I'll do four. If you, I'll, I'll still give you Ghost Pepper at top four. All right. Yeah, Ghost Pepper top four. I'm, I'm locked in with that. It's all the different. Uh, I'll go. My first one's going to be uh, Blaine Gabbert. Um, I, I'm not sure he's even been confirmed as a starter yet, but I'm going to call him a top twelve quarterback, half point PPR. So I looked up who has buys this week because I was curious of who we're missing. So we're missing Jacoby Brissett. Ooh. Josh McCown, CJ Goatherd, oh, and Cam Newton. So well, that guy's good. Maybe one of those guys <laughs> is going to finish above that uh, to, to give it. And uh, I mean, I know he's basically confirmed as the starter. I mean, for the most part, it's Thursday, and no, everything is pointing towards the starter. Okay. Yeah, he's starting. Okay, I thought he was, but I, I wasn't. At Houston, 100%. I'll go. I want. I, I, it's funny because I don't want to go too hot. I don't because I, I think it's a really hot take because he's not very good. But he also rushes a lot, so I'm. I could go. I'm in between habanero and ghost pepper. Ooh, man, that's pretty spicy. So ESPN right now, 
are you saying wide receiver? So ESPN right now has predicted him to finish as the wide receiver 16? Quarterback. And he's doubling up. Doubling up. Yeah. yeah sorry, so Gabbert, wide receiver 16. Pros, That's the hot take. Like their aggregated rankings has him number 20 overall. Yeah. So ESPN, based on their projections, of course, Ben Roethlisberger is already locked down at a top 12 spot. There you go. Um, ESPN. So I'd probably lean more toward the habanero because like you said, and, and, and honestly, um, you know, the rushing, especially in the scoring format with four point passing touchdown, um, you know, I think, and there's some guys ranked above him by the name of Jay Cutler, Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. None of those guys have been super, super impressive. Those so guys are awesome. I think, uh, <laughs> I mean, going going to Houston, right. as Dick Vitale would say, super scintillating, sensational, Jay Cutler. No longer a Dipper Dundee. Uh, yeah, let's go Habanero. Let's let's crack it out. Yeah, All Habanero. Right. Okay, I think Habanero. that's a fair. I think that's fair. I think you should be happy with Habanero. I'm happy. <laughs> it helps. Trey. That's What's pretty generous. Yeah, last one. Last one. Let's, let's All right, let's, last let's one. Jay Ajayi, top six running back. Done. Period. Uh, banana pepper. <laughs> milk <laughs> no what, uh, what do you think i don't think that's uh, what do you I, think, I, I think i think it's a pretty i think i think it's a good jalapeno take it's the cowboys and they're gonna you know if the cowboys can move the ball at all there'll be more points and but then if they can't uh jj is gonna probably get a ton of work but i think it's weird for a new team new environment i could be convinced into habanero but my initial gut was like eh, and the cowboys it's... are 10th in uh run defense you know so this is a bit this is not a you know, it's not a it's not a cupcake run defense actually, and it is a new team. I mean, he's been there for what two weeks, so you know yeah, they're going they're going playing, on the road. It's a divisional well. matchup. It's a Sunday night game, indoors, uh, indoors, no weather concerns. So I mean, I, you against know. a beat up Texas team that uh, is going to not have Sean Lee. No. <laughs> oh, that's right. Sean Lee's going to be out. Or sorry, not Texas um, Cowboys team. I think um, he's predicted to be the 15th, 14th, somewhere in the 13th to 15th range by ESPN. So I thought top six was, but I think that, you know. I, Fantasy I mean, Pros consensus running back rankings 14. Yeah. I don't know. Well, what do you think? I, I, I think jalapeno, but what do you think? Uh, and after tonight's performance, too, I think we're going to go jalapeno because I think he's going to beat those guys. If you take out Bell and DeMarco Murray out of that mix. That's true. Okay, jalapeno, jalapeno. Will, <laughs> what do you got? Feels bad now. <laughs> uh, Cream Hunt goes full ham and finishes as the RB1 this week. Banana pepper. <laughs> milk. When you're angry, you have to say milk takes. Okay, where's Cream Hunt? He's, he's, oh, funny. Pepper. He's predicted to be number one. He's pre- yeah, now that now that Bell definitely is not, he is predicted to be number one overall. So I didn't. So it's funny I didn't look at that. So now it feels like now it feels <laughs> this weak. This is milk. This is you. Can, you can't even get a point for this. this the dairy product zero. level. You should get a. You should get a three point deduction if it doesn't happen. <laughs> well, so the other one that I was debating, but then I wanted to go Gronk uh, as a tight end was going to be uh, Kelsey finishes as a, as a top three pass catcher as well, but now it has to be top four. How about you do? But anyway, how about you do Hunt as the number one overall and Kelsey as no. the best catcher? What if if, if Hunt is that bad of a of a hot take, because I actually didn't look at that because he hasn't. I'm shocked that he's ranked that because he's not done well lately. <laughs> he's predicted to be number one. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Leave it as is. It's not going to change it now. It's not All the right. point of the game. I'm, I, it, it was a bad 
hot take. No, let's that say, it should I'll, be at I'll, least like it should be at least ghost pepper. I'll, <laughs> I'll do <laughs> banana. I'll give you a banana pepper. I don't think it's a zero because it's still you know whenever one overall, he's got to beat out a lot of other running backs. Trey, do you want to give him banana pepper, or you're not even willing to do that? Yeah, we I'll, we can do banana pepper. That's the first banana pepper take of the year. It's For the shameful. number one, he's got so he's got to be the number one RB. I know. I feel like the variance in that should at least be jalapeno. Yeah, not. I'm giving you banana. I'm giving you banana pepper for you give one. you give Trey one jalapeno and he goes all banana pepper all over your face. All right, so so I got Dougie Martin top six running back. Milk. I'm upset. <laughs> no. so, Doug Martin is. I have to scroll down. I can't even find him. Uh, you know, not, number <laughs> nine. Fantasy Pros has him number nineteen against that Everybody. stout that stout stout Dolphins run D. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, well, I'll, I'll go. I'll go jalapeno with jalapeno or habanero. I, I could be convinced of either heavily, but with my current mood, if you factor that in, <laughs> Trey, uh, let's let's send it. Lock lock me in. Habanero, um, jalapeno. So Doug Martin has been ridiculously atrocious, um, but he is going up against the twenty fourth ranked rush defense. I'm willing. I'm, I'm willing to jalapeno. You said top six. Yep. I'm willing to do jalapeno. What about a Jay Ajayi, Doug Martin water bet, Ryan, on the side? Ooh. Can I get uh, Cream Hunt in that in that game? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we kind of have to, right? But yeah, we'll make we'll make that. Well, let's make that bet. Let's make, make that it. bet for yeah. Why I not? like it. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll put my my uh, my where my mouth is. So to speak. since I'm going to be getting wet for the next seven years on the Jameis Winston Russell Wilson. Bet. <laughs> I think that's my favorite bet. Actually, uh-huh. I have to look back. I, I have to do. I have to like do a lot of these still. But uh, are, we should, should we should we end it, boys? We should. We should tell people thanks again for listening to another episode of the Fancy Joes. You can contact us directly at the Fantasy Joes at Gmail or at FF Joes on Twitter. Your feedback is welcome. <laughs> Let us know how we are doing and what you want from us. We come at you weekly, sometimes on Thursdays, but not always. So subscribe so you never miss an episode. And leave us a review, but only if it's a positive one. You can find us on Twitter. Trey is at Trey Barrett. Will is at FantasyJoe underscore Will. And I'm at Rotor Librarian. On behalf of Trey Barrett and Will Greenwood, I'm Ryan Livergood. And we are the Fantasy Joes. Fantasy Joes. Fantasy Joes. Antonio Brown. Goat. Uh, I'm going to go Antonio Brown at number one right this week. <laughs> yeah. I know. I wanted to talk about Cooper says to say, has to go. I didn't think he was ranked. Over. I should have looked. It's stupid. Anyway. Big Ben. Top but 12. I have to live with it. I have to live with what I did, and you can't just go back on everything. So I thought you were teasing at first when you said it because I hadn't looked at the sheet. I hadn't seen you. <laughs>